0: Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Focus on Greatness podcast. I am your host, Tom Roche, and I am excited uh, to be a part of this conversation on tonight. Um, This conversation that we're going to have tonight is something that actually has been on my heart for some time, and I wanted to make sure that I put some puzzles together, puzzle pieces, I will say, together before we dived into this conversation. I just I want to prep it by, by asking you a question. Have you ever had a situation where you are either in some form of relationship in some form of way and either in a, uh, intimate marriage relationship, um, friendship, um, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend type thing. And when you while you were in this relationship there were certain things that happened in that relationship either um it might have been some things that we would consider which we're going to dive in today that would trigger you um or certain things that they would say or certain reactions that would make you respond a certain type of way it would make you kind of think about in some sense how you have been it reminds you of something that you have experienced in your past well um if you are like me (laughs) i have had these moments Um, i've had these moments where i call it relationship ptsd now i know you've heard the statement of ptsd and sometimes we don't connect it to uh the triggers or the the things that we have experienced because normally when you hear the context of PTSD, we contribute it more so to people that have been in the military, that have been in war zones, um, have experienced some form of uh, trauma from the, from the things that they have experienced, at the things that they have seen, uh, to the point where it has now changed the dynamic of their life where some uh, can't be in certain type of rooms or they can't hear certain type of sounds because as soon as they hear that or feel that or be in this space it triggers something internally reminding them of what has happened to them before what happened to them when they were in this zone or in this experience or the thing that created the trauma in their lives and so what i believe is is that there's this thought process or this thing when it comes to even reference to us that we can have relationship PTSD, and that relationship PTSD is the same context where it might not have been a war zone where you had bullets and uh, you know stuff like that you know coming at you in that form of way of life, but it might have been from words. It might have been from someone's actions. It might have been from how someone had treated you or an experience that you had in that type of relationship that has now put you in a position where now you have PTSD. Now, for those like myself uh, that sometimes don't know what these words or these abbreviations mean, let me just give it to you. PTSD means post-traumatic stress disorder. So post meaning talking about your past, you had a past traumatic experience that has now brought in stress. And so every time you have a scenario that has, that triggers you, it brings upon that stress from that past experience. So, so we, we can all probably attribute or state and say um, that we have had some form of trauma in our lives. In relationships, and in that trauma or that experience and that negative context that we have had in our past life, it has then gave us what we would consider in this statement as being triggers. Now, I like sometimes to define what these words is because sometimes we use these words, but we don't know what they mean. It just sounds like a good word to be able to use because we've heard them in these contexts, but we don't sometimes know what they actually are defined as. So let me, let me define this word trigger. The word trigger means to cause an intense and unusual negative emotional reaction in someone. I'm going to read it again. To be triggered, triggered, the word trigger is to cause an intense or um, an unusual negative emotion, emotional reaction in someone. So let me ask you, what triggers you? Like when you really think about it, what triggers you? throughout this conversation I don't want to just bring up these contexts but I also want to end with giving us something that we can be able to walk away with but in reference to to be able to kind of start t- making some tweaks and making some adjustments because here's here's the here's the thing that I I realized when we're talking about this context like there are situations that I have been through and so um because there are negative emotional scenarios that I have done, been through in my past there are certain things that happen now that when they happen they trigger me what they trigger is they are triggering again the un, the intense or unusual um uh, or usually a negative emotional reaction they're 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 triggering or bringing out of me some form of negative emotional reaction in that time but the trigger is because of something that i have experienced from my past and in this trigger it's bringing up the same effect of when the first offense actually happened. Now, reality is sometimes the person that is triggering me majority of the time is not the person that brought the first offense. So, so let me, let me say it this way. Um, so if you are, uh, rocking with us, which I believe you are on the greatness tribe and you're being a part of these, everything that we're bringing to the table, um, and bringing a being, even being a part of the, uh, book of the month that we've been reading and going through each book, which these books has been powerful. And if you haven't been reading them or haven't been connected, make sure that you uh, check out the book of this month, which is called The Mountain Is You. A very, very powerful book that I promise you will change your life. But in that book, we read this past, we talked about this this past Friday, um, this statement that I wanted to be able to bring up because I believe it goes with this context of where we are. It says this, your mountain is the block between you And the life you want to live facing it also is also the only path to your freedom and becoming you are here because a trigger showed you to your wound so let's pause here so when we are triggered our trigger reveals the wound now What has probably happened in our lives is that we have been triggered so long and we have been just doing it and looking at these things as triggers. And then we are distance ourselves from the person or we will not communicate about it or we'll just be angry. We'll be frustrated. We might shut down. We we have different ways that that people respond when they become triggered. But most of the time, what we don't do is we don't look at the trigger as a revealer of the wound and look at how can we deal with the wound. We just look at this person, this individual or this situation is triggering my PTSD, my relationship PTSD. So so this situation this conversation or the way that you're acting towards me or the things that you're saying or or how you are responding to certain things or how you are talking to me are triggering certain things that is that is actually from a wound that I never got healed or I never dealt with so In this context, I want to continue to read this because here's the next statement that she makes in this book. She says, and your wound, remember, the trigger showed you to your wound and your wound will show you to your path and your path will show you to your destiny. So here's the context. If we start to look at the things that trigger us. And in the process of looking at the things that trigger us, realizing that these things that trigger us is from a wound that we have experienced from our past. If we now take the time to be able to allow this wound to lead us to the path where we can get to the place of healing, then what can happen is we can start walking in a certain type of way and living in a certain type of way where we're now healed enough, emotionally strong enough to be able to effectively deal with situations that come into our lives. And so let let me just read this. It's another um, excerpt that comes out of the same book. Now, I'm telling you, this book is powerful. you got to read this book. It's it's, it's another um, um, excerpt that comes out of the same book, The Mountain Is You, that I want to I want to be able to pull out because this is this is explaining to us in more of a medical context of what PTSD does to us. So I want to read I want to read two major pieces that that comes out of this book and then we'll dive in some more into this conversation. And I pray that this is helping you already, Um, but this is what it says. Individuals suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder have a smaller hippocampus i hope you say that right the center of emotion and memory now your hippocampus is the center of your emotion and memory it increases your amygdala function which is the center of the uh your creativity and it decreases the medial front, front and um interior uh singulate function which is the center that governs the complex behaviors like patterns and self development so what it does is when we are when we are when we're in these moments of PTSD when we're in these moments of where we have these things that have stressed us or that have that are triggers or open wounds that we have not dealt with that are that are s- continual relationship PTSD and I'm going to get more specific in a minute um b- but relational PTSD that we have what this thing what what she's saying in this book her name is Brianna West but what she's saying in this book is our emotional state and memory in that situation become smaller. But our uh, creativity part of us. Starts to grow, and I'm gonna explain something in a minute. But also, what happens is the other thing that 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 grows, that decreases, is the thing that that governs our complex behavior, like pattern and self-development. So, in that specific area of our lives, we basically slow down. So we're not developing in our relationships because of the things that we never dealt with that we are still being triggered by. So, for example, have you ever known a person, right, that that had a very bad relationship, right? They, they had a very bad relationship and they when you get out of that relationship because of the trauma and the experience that you had in that relationship, when it's time to go into another when it's time to go into another relationship you get into this new relationship but you treat the new person like they've done the old pain I d- I, let's be honest where 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 you see this majority is because there might be something very small in that relationship that ends up happening, but because they have relationship PTSD, that small thing that happened triggered that individual, but because that individual has had that wound that was never closed or never healed, right? Now what happens is they have never developed in that specific place they've never been able to walk in certain spaces they they've never been able to develop in that area so now what's happening is anything that reminds them of the pain triggers them and they treat that individual as if they're the ones that did the wound but they're not they're the, th- this new relationship is, the, is what is only triggering something that reminds you of a wound that was never healed. So you never developed in that area. So that's where we come into certain relationships where in these relationships, you have a, you have a, the person comes in with a major trust issue. Now they don't have a trust issue per se with you because you never gave them anything to not trust you. That The reason why they walk into the relationship saying, I have a struggle with trusting is because they still have never developed from the last time they trusted somebody and they hurt them. So they're never developing. They're never, they're never getting, getting, walking through that. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying as a blanket statement, let me just clear this. What I'm not saying is there are certain traumas that are difficult to be able to get over there are certain traumas that people go through that they need some extra assistance in walking that journey out they can't they can't develop in that area by themselves we're going to talk about this a little bit later but but it's important for us to recognize and know that there are things that we can be able to do in our own personal walk and journey that can help us to start developing and healing in these places so that we're not taking these, these wounds from our past into new relationships and now punishing the new relationship based upon a wound that someone else did. Because again, what you're showing is you have relationship PTSD. Now, let me continue on this. This is, this is something that she, that, that she continues on or says in this that, that helps this part. Um, our brains stop processing memory fully, leaving us with fragments of what happened, sometimes contributing to the feeling of disassociation. Our ability to manage a range of emotions decrease. We become stifled and stuck, have trouble planning for the future, and our self-development and actualization come to a halt. I, I, this should clarify exactly what I'm saying. So, if you ever ask someone, some, if you ever ask somebody when you are, and even yourself, when you ask yourself, about a trauma that you experienced in a a relationship, somewhere in your relationship or past relationships in some form of way. This could be all the way back to parent relationships. That's why I didn't say specifically marriage or, you know, these, any type of relationship brings some, can have the ability to bring some form of trauma. So in that relationship or in that situation that happened, if you start to communicate how you felt, or what happened, or what you remember about that situation. Sometimes it's in parts. It's like little pieces. It's like pieces of a puzzle, but they're not, the puzzle pieces are not all together. They're just pieces of the puzzle. That's what she's saying here. It leaves us with fragments of what happened. And majority of the things that we remember of what happened in that situation, in that relationship in general, is the things that brought the pain. We remember those moments that brought, the, that brought on this trauma. And, and like she says, and sometimes it's contributing to the feeling of disassociation. Like we, we're, we're so disassociated with the scenario is because of the result of these puzzle pieces that we remember in the situation. So let me, let me pause and I'm gonna I'm share something with me. So I had a situation where, I mean, I was uh, extremely hurt, um, extremely hurt By some people that uh, specifically that I looked up to. Right. And because of the pain that I felt, there was there was a certain memory or a certain picture that I had of how this went down. Right, how this situation went down, how certain circumstances went happened and how certain conversations were said and how I was treated and how I felt in those moments. Like all, I had a picture, these fragmented pictures of what happened. And so as I was going through the process of trying to heal, walk through the process of healing from this, this traumatic experience that I had, What I started to see was one, how I felt in that moment was real. Just like with you, how you felt with that traumatic experience or that experience that has constantly triggered you. It's real. It was a real feeling. And then when I started to realize is that when I started to talk about the picture, when I started to talk about what happened and the stuff that I experienced and you know, the things that I was remembering, I remember that some of those conversations was actually facts, but it was also leaving out pieces. Now, I'm not saying that the pieces that I left out were not important. What I am saying is the pieces that I was leaving out in those memories of mine was because those pieces did not contribute to the pain. So the things that I was remembering was in that scenario and in that specific space and time was the things and the negative experience that I had that brought on this trauma, brought on this pain that has made me become triggered. So. Now, before I start walking through the process of really healing from that, when I would have encounters with different people in leadership or um, in, in, in different roles of people that I was looking up to, when I would hear certain phrases or see certain actions, it would automatically trigger me. It would trigger me because, again, I had this open wound that I had not dealt with. I hadn't dealt with this wound. So they would trigger me and then I would be in a certain emotional space. I would either shut down. I would become very angry. um, I would distance myself from that individual or from that situation all because I was so triggered by what they said or what they did. But remember again, them triggering me only reveals the wound this individual did not cause that wound but because i i was having and walking in and functioning by this relational or relationship ptsd i was having this situation where i was constantly walking through this same stressed out situation and process where I was literally becoming emotionally stressed out emotionally drained and because I wasn't dealing with the wound what ends up happening is now this new relationship is being impacted and because I don't I don't voice my um my hurt I'm not voicing my frustration I'm not voicing what I'm going through then what happens is I'm bottling that stuff in and then the people that are close to me, with is my wife and my children, they're getting the extras. They're getting the, the harsh conversation. They might be getting the, the snapping of emotions. They might be getting the short-tempered. They might be getting all of these extras. Why? Not because they did something wrong, but because a person triggered a wound that I have not healed from. And so where I want us to be, where the, the reason for this purpose of this strong conversation is because what I want us to do is I want you to be where you see yourself. Don't you see yourself being having a, a happy and effective relationship? Don't you see yourself being able to be happy in life and enjoying your life? Don't you see yourself being able to be at peace and not so stressed out and not, here's the, here's the context, not easily triggered. Because again, some of these wounds, they take time to heal. But in the process of healing, now since I recognize that there is a specific wound that is attached to my trigger, there are certain things that I don't allow to trigger me as easy. One, two, now there are certain things that do trigger me but that I know how to conversate and communicate about because I recognize where that comes from. So now because I recognize where it comes from, I can make adjustments. I can make adjustments in this specific relationship that I'm building. And now I can have real conversations to say, hey, listen, in the season that I'm currently in, that right there triggered me. And this is why it triggered me. Because I haven't, I'm not fully healed from this. And I need to be healed. I want you to help me to walk through this. Now, this is where you're talking about in, a, in your house, in your relationship that you're doing in reference to either your spouse or talking about again, you know, your girlfriend type thing or whatever. This space now is because I want to have that real dialogue because I recognize why I am triggered. But the problem sometimes is we don't recognize why we are triggered. Why does that person get on your nerves? Think about it. Why does that individual that did the same thing that the last individual did, that the last individual did and the last individual did, why does that individual why does that situation trigger you why why because there are certain people um that i've talked to and even um had conversations with about uh or listened to that has they have a trigger where they can't listen to people that talk loud because there's a trigger for them they recognize where the trigger comes from that trigger comes from because when they were a child Their parents used to yell at them and it did something to them emotionally. So anything or anyone that elevates their voice, it automatically triggers them because of the wound of what that of what that relationship did. So recognize why. Why does that trigger you? Why when that person says this or why when that person does that? Why does this trigger you? And let's trace it. Let's trace it to where the wound is. So that we can start walking in this context of being able to be healed. So this is what I want to leave you with. We we've been. This is a very good conversation so far. Um, so this is what I want. I want to give unto you three simple steps. I'm gonna give you three simple steps to help us to be able to start the healing process from our relationship trauma, all right? I wanna give us three, just three simple ones. The first one is this. Acknowledge and validate your feeling. This is what we were just talking about. It's important to recognize your emotions and give yourself permission to feel them. Don't judge yourself for feeling hurt, sad or angry. Don't, 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 don't beat your own self up because you feel mad. Don't beat your own self up because you feel sad or because you feel however you feel. Whatever that feeling that brings up when you are triggered, don't feel bad that you feel that way. But allow how you feel to lead you to help be the guide in some sense to be able to allow you to see, okay, this is exactly, this is how I feel, but let's ask the question, why? Why do I feel this way? Again, I, I do wanna say this statement because this is sometimes what happens I, and with me. I have seen this with me, that I, I, I'm, I am able to not deal with the wound by making the trigger an individual. So no, it's this person that triggers me, and that's not true. That person doesn't trigger you. What that person did is what triggers you. I'm gonna say that one more time. It's not the person that triggers you; it's what they did that triggers you. So, so with me, I remember I. I couldn't see past the person that was doing, treating, talking, acting a certain type of way. And I mean, I'm telling you, it was one scenario specifically where this individual would do stuff and I mean, it would would make me so angry. It would make me so mad. But when I started to get to the place where I stopped looking at the individual, And I and I was forced in some sense by my mentor helping me with this to look past the individual and look at what the what he's doing. When you see what they are doing, that's what's triggering you. Now let's ask, why is that triggering you? Not why is he or why is she? No, why is that triggering you? Because now we can get to the process and to the point and walk through these steps of where we can get to the place of where we can start journeying to our healing when we realize why does that trigger you? Why does the way they talk trigger you? Why does the way that they act trigger you? Because it's not them. It's what they're doing that's triggering you. Okay, so that's the first one is acknowledge and validate your feelings. Here's the second one, which I truly believe is vitally important in this journey, in the process of being healed, is seek support. Either that's reaching out to friends, family, or therapists for support. Sometimes talking to someone outside of the situation can help you gain a new perspective and provide comfort. So for me... I know I say this a lot and I talk about this a lot, but for me, one of the main people that I talk to uh, that is my support system is my mentor. And because of the type of relationship that we have, I'm able to communicate freely with him. And when I communicate openly and freely, he helps me to sometimes get a new perspective and he does provide comfort and in the perspective is not per se changing it to say they wasn't wrong. Uh, you know, you'd want wrong in the situation, not that type of perspective. No, the perspective of looking past the individual or sometimes just looking at the situation or looking at a fuller picture of what's going on in that scenario. I also have um a very very close friend, one of my best friends or my best friend. Um I have him. He is a very close support for me. I remember I remember one time that uh these were some years years back. I remember I was me and my wife were uh going through something at the time. And I was so I mean, man, I was so mad. I was so fully angry. I mean, fully angry. And I remember I called him And um, when I called him, he was like, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And I shared exactly how I felt. I mean, with all the rage, with all the frustration, with everything, telling him the full story, both sides uh, of the conversation, everything, just giving him the full thing. And the only thing he did was he listened. He allowed me to share. He allowed me to get it out. And then he gave me comfort. He gave me a perspective, gave me then advice. He gave me some wisdom. He gave me some nuggets and maybe you need to do this or this is, you know, like he gave me some advice in that scenario so that I can start walking to the context of becoming healed in that area. So first one again is acknowledge and validate your feelings. The second one is seeking support and here's the third one which is so these are majorly important pieces that help us to heal from relationship trauma here's the number three is practice self-care now i I, i'm going to read what this self-care is in my notes i'm going to read this but i'm also going to, to then explain take care of yourself physically mentally and emotionally This can include exercise, meditation, getting enough sleep, eating well, uh, doing activities that bring you joy. Um, Remember to be patient with yourself and trust that healing takes time. Now, this part here, practice self-care. I remember probably about a couple weeks ago, um, I'm having my dedicated day with my mentor and we're, we're on the phone and we're having our conversation and he made a statement and the statement he said was, he said, Hiram, you have to start looking at the physical exercises you need to do or things you need to start putting in place to help you deal with your stress. I'm saying it again. This is, and this was for me. So, me being able to put something in place to deal with the stress that I, that I deal with um, as being a father, as being a husband, um, as being, you know, the entrepreneur, um, as being a minister, um, most importantly, as just being a man, being a friend, being a son. You know, all of these things that you can attribute to this context of our lives. It's stressful but we have to learn how to be able to deal with it effectively. So one of the ways he examined or said for me is, man, you need to probably look at doing something physically, right? We understand mentally and emotionally, these are two other major pieces that we have to be able to deal with that helps us deal with or be a part of this context of our self-care and the healing that we need. When we deal with emotionally, sometimes our emotions are up and down. Now, as a man, the majority of the time, people are not going to see it. They're not going to see when you're up emotionally and down emotionally majority of the time. Sometimes your your spouse might not even know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's be real. Like they might not even know when you're up and when you're down. They might think you're like this the whole time, just 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 good every day. No, I'm straight. Everything's good. Like they, they they might think that because why? Because emotionally, yes, we're going up and down, up and down. One day we're feeling good. The next day we might not be feeling good. Sometimes it might not. It might be in the same day. We wake up feeling good and go down going bad because of whatever stress or situation or things that we went through. And a lot of that is because we have not taken care of ourselves emotionally to make sure that we are emotionally strong enough to be able to deal with certain situations. I'm talking about me as well. So, But in this process of being healed, this is the journey that we're able to walk in, doing these things to take care of ourselves physically, mentally, and emotionally. So how that looks for you might be in some sense, might be different from how it looks for me. So, for example, physically, right now, um, I've been on—I would say—a journey. Right, uh, I'm on a little journey physically to get my my physical physique and body healthy. Now, here's the here's a statement that I heard. I believe it was on last week. Um, as you can probably tell, I listen to not a lot of people. I have a very small amount of people that I listen to, but I listen to them consistently. Um, and then I'm reading, I'm trying, I'm pushing myself as just like I'm pushing you to be able to read more because that helps us to be able to gain the knowledge and the wisdom and the understanding that we need to be able to make our lives better. Right. Um, so as I was listening to someone a couple of weeks ago, they made a statement, don't do the physical help like trying to get yourself healthier, trying to, you know, in reference to emotionally, like going to therapy and stuff like that. Don't do those things for them. Don't do it for, I'm, I want to do this because I want to be emotionally strong for my relationship. I want to be emotionally strong for my, you know, for my job. Or I want to do this because I, I want to be physically fit so that I can be able to do X, Y, and Z for them or for this. No. Get to the point where it's self-care. I need you to do this for you. So the journey that I'm on currently, I'm doing it for me. I need to be healthy. I want to be healthy. I want to look good. You understand me? I want to look good. And I understand that the way that I do this physically is I have to work out. So um, I push myself um, on this journey, on this challenge that I'm currently on. Um, I'm, on a, I'm on a journey or a challenge currently called 75 Hard. Um, some people have heard about it. Some people you might not have ever heard about it. Uh, you can look it up. I might find the link and put it in the show notes so you can be able to check it out as well, but 75 Hard, and it's a challenge for me, but it's pushing me. It's making sure that it's pushing me so that I can be physically, I can take care of me physically. Now, emotionally, I'm actually seeing a therapist. And as well as I'm listening to the therapist, but but I'm also reading books like what we're reading now, The Mountain Is You, which helps with me emotionally. I'm listening to a specific individual that helps me with my emotions. His name is Dr. Hart Ramsey he he deals with a lot of things but a lot of stuff that he's dealing with is to help you emotionally so i'm i'm doing things to be able to make me taking care of hiram doing some self care and mentally I'm, tr- I'm making sure that I'm reading the right type of books. I'm trying to make sure that I'm listening to the right type of things. I'm making sure that I'm engaging in certain contexts where my, so I can get my mind the way that it needs to be. So these things are important when we're talking about getting our health together, dealing with the healing part from relationship trauma. Now, your trauma might go back to when you were a child. And let me be honest, it might be very difficult for you to go back to that place emotionally by yourself. But I do want you to be healed. Because one of the things I know is the things that I try as a father, to make sure that I'm not passing down, right? We we have these things where as a parent, it's like you're trying to make sure that you're not repeating history. So there are certain actions you won't do. There are certain things that you're teaching your children that you per se might not have been taught or wasn't having the uh, opportunity to be able to experience. And so you want your children to be able to have those different experiences in life that you didn't have, right? And sometimes that can be stressful, but those are, those are things that you want to do. But I want you to also understand that even though you're trying to give them this new world that you probably didn't experience in your own personal life, you're also giving them some of your wounds that you haven't healed from. So for example, my uh, youngest, He is literally just like me. And I recognize that some of the wounds that I struggled with, some of the things that I dealt with that I did not heal from, I'm watching him struggle with. I'm I'm watching him go through this battle back and forth with. And it wasn't something that I per se was like, hey, this is how you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't something I verbally taught him. But because of me, him watching me as his father, there are certain things that he was picked up, that he picked up, that he got. (laughs) Because I wasn't healed. So, for example, he naturally does this because he saw me do it. When you get mad, you shut down. You don't communicate. You don't voice how you feel about that. So you shut down. You're angry, though, and you bottle that up. That wasn't a lesson that I set him on the couch and said, this is how you do this. No, that was something he watched me do over and over and over again because I was not emotionally healed i can take you back to where that started it started with me when i was a child and it led all the way up to where i was an adult and even i remember telling my therapist when me and my therapist were talking about it and i told her i taught myself how to do this because i did i taught myself When you get it angry or when you are frustrated, when 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 you are hurt by something, you just shut down. And here was my reasoning of why. I'm telling you, this is a part of this is just a relationship trauma. I'm telling you, this is was my reason why. Because they don't care about it anyway. They don't care about how I feel. And that thought process went from one season of my life to another from one place to another and has elevated and never grew. I never grew in that space. So then now I'm a teenager going through certain situations and instead of communicating, I would either shut down or respond with my anger and my rage because now I've bottled up so much because again, I told myself, they don't care anyway. So then I became adult. I never hear what I'm saying. It goes back to what we talked about earlier. I never developed in that area. I never grew in that space of my life. That part of my life was, was still, I'm sti- I was still the little boy. Because in that portion of my relational trauma or experience that I had, that's where it started and never grew from that place. So I, that little kid in me, that little boy in me, always says they don't want to hear it anyway. They don't care about you. So why even tell them? They don't care how you feel. So why even tell them? Then as I got older and had other trauma experience or traumatic experience or experiences in general, what ends up happening, and we're gonna deal with this on, probably on the next podcast, but what ends up happening, it becomes now my belief system that they don't care. And then the people that do ask they only wanna know it so they can manipulate you. I'm telling you, this was my experience that I never developed out of until I start getting healing from my relationship trauma. And that's what I want for you. I want you to gain the healing that you need so that you don't walk indoors, have in more relationships, and even the relationship that you might be currently in. I don't want you to continue in that relationship, living your life with open wounds and not being healed So that you can be able to experience the fullness of your relationships. All right. I love you all as always. And thank you for being with me today, tonight, whenever you're listening to it. Right here on the Focus on Greatness podcast. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.